Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located on the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Jesus Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. As we enter into this week, just of Thanksgiving, we want to enter into God's presence with grateful hearts because you guys, the only reason we have anything good is because of Him. We don't deserve it. It's nothing that we've done or that we can do. It's because He loves us, amen? So come on, let's start worship off just giving ourselves fully to him and giving him all of the honor, the praise, and the glory that he deserves. Here we go. Put your hands together.
shout of praise to God. Come on. And Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the access that you grant us. Man, the heaven's not locked up. It's not this faraway place, but it's here among us. Jesus, that you're here among us. No other religion, no other, no other setup, God, has this much access. God, thank you for that. Thank you for being among us, for speaking to us. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit, filling us up. Thank you, God, that you would unleash heaven, that you would pour out your spirit upon us. God, thank you. Jesus, today I pray, God, that you can open our eyes to see what you want us to see, open our ears to hear what you want to hear. We want to stay in this place, God. We want to stay in this moment with you, that you are so personal and relational, that you speak to us individually, God. Thank you. Thank you for that. Lord, for those of us that don't feel worthy of a visit from the creator of the universe, God, I pray that your love for them may surround them right now that your hope for them, that your freedom for them, whether they're in their living rooms or listening to this later this week or right here in this room, let us feel your presence, Jesus. We worship you. We exalt you. We love you. So Father, I pray that we can feel your heart. We can feel your words. We can see what you're doing and moving in our life, God. Keep us here close to you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We are excited to hear your word for us today. We are excited, Lord, to see you move in our hearts this week. So Father, we lift up this time to you and we thank you, God, for every good and perfect thing comes from you. We are grateful for that. Lord, we love you and we thank you in your heavenly name. Amen. Come on, let's give him another shout of praise. He's so good. Man, he's so good. Oh, we love him. We love him. For those of you in person with us, go ahead and say hello to somebody and then find your way to your seat. For those of you that are tuning in with us online, thank you so much for choosing this Sunday to hang out with us. And if you're listening to this later, thank you so much for um, listening through the week. Now, if you're live with us online, go ahead and type in the chat where you're watching from. Um, We'd love to know who you are. Please let us know. We'd love to be able to interact with you throughout service. For those of you that are new to Fellowship Church, maybe you're visiting, whether you're online or in person, we love to be able to uh, help you connect in any way or give you some answers to any questions on anything in your personal life, as well as just ministries that we have here at Fellowship. So if you're new or you're visiting, go ahead and get your phones out and text the word fellowship to 94,000. If you do that, if you text fellowship to 94,000, that gets you to this uh, cool link tree that gives you a lot of different options on maybe places you want more information on, but also gives you a chance to connect with us throughout the week as a staff and an invite to our guest reception, which is coming up in January. So we'd love to be able to hear from you um, like that. Now, if you are in person and you're visiting with us, please also stop by the info center. We have um, a free drink coupon for a specialty drink out of our uh, coffee shop, as well as a little gift bag we want to give you. Um, So if you're here in person visiting with us, please stop by the info center. We'd love to be to see you. 
For those of us that um, are uh, just wanting to know a little bit more about the different things and wanting to connect, you can also jump on our Church Center app. There's a great way to see all the groups and classes on there as well. Well, let's continue the worship of our great God by the giving of tithes and offerings. And I don't know about you, but for me, the holiday season can bring with it some extra stress and things like that. Um, financial stress is something that can come up uh, and, and feel like it has a little bit more heat on it uh, during the holiday season. But we stand on that firm promise that His word word does not go out and return void. His word is true. It goes out and changes the world. And that is the same for his promise in taking care of his kids and that he will take care of all your needs according to his glorious riches. And God's bank account is big, all right? It is large. And he loves being able to take care of his kids. And that's a promise that we can stand on. So if you are in need of a financial breakthrough or something like that, we also wanna just bless the gifts in here. But I wanna pray over us um, in that. Now, there's a lot of different ways to give here at Fellowship Church. We have the offering boxes in the lobby for those of you that are in person. Also, the Church Center app is a great way to give. You can also um, drop a check off during the week, um, do the text to give options. There's a lot of different ways. But for those of us where maybe the holiday season um, just offers some stress financially, I want to be able to pray with us. So um, please pray with me. Jesus, thank you, God, for your provision from the first time we met you to now. Thank you for everything you've done in our past, God. And as we look upon that and we see that, God, I pray that you can give us hope for a future knowing, God, that you will take care of us. And so, Jesus, I pray that you can bless every gift that's coming in today. As we give to you, it's a way to love you back. But I pray for anyone in a place where they just need financial breakthrough, whether they're listening to this at home or they're here in person, let them feel your love and your power and let them see you working financially through their lives. God, we just ask you to just open up those floodgates, um, standing on your promises, Lord. We love you and we thank you in your heavenly name. Amen. Well, there's a lot of different things going on here at Fellowship Church. Here are a couple of them. For over a decade, Fellowship Church has been involved in bringing Christmas to kids in foster care right here in our local community. Every Christmas in the east and west end of the lobbies, you'll see a Christmas tree decorated with paper angels that are pink and blue. Each of those represents a child in foster care. If you take one of those angels off the tree, you'll see a bunch of details about how old that kid is, some of the needs that they're needing for Christmas, and some of their hopes and dreams for Christmas gifts. You would select that angel with you and your family. It's a great way to involve your children and take it to the table and get it all signed up and ready to go. This year, we're also going to include adults with special needs in our Christmas giving program. Aerial Clinical Services also has these special needs adults with minimal family support. There are about 20 of those and those are green angels and they're available at both east and west ends of the lobby. To help understand how Angel Tree has truly been an encouragement to kids in foster care, I want you to take a look at this story of one of our previous recipients. Hi, my name is Bella Johnson. And 11 years ago, I was placed in foster care. The foster family that I was placed with went to Fellowship Church. And every Sunday, we'd go to Fellowship. And I'd go to their kids' church and have a lot of fun learning about God. 11 years ago, somebody took a pink angel off the tree, not knowing that that pink angel was me. Because of the Angel Tree program, my Christmas that year was extra blessed. Remember, every pink or blue angel that you pull off that tree 
is a kid going through a really hard time. And every toy, bike, or card that you get them helps their heart grow through that hard time in their life. Kids in foster care are going through so much, and it is exciting to be able to bring the love of Jesus to them in a practical way by blessing them on Christmas morning. Thank you, Fellowship Church, for all your years of support to this program, and I know that you will love getting involved again this year. Some may say it's broken, but the healer
Well, good morning, church family. Can we thank our choir one more time? What a wonderful, talented group of people. I don't know about you, but how many of you are shocked like me to, to realize that this is Thanksgiving week already? Where did the year go? How many of you are excited about it being the holiday season? Thanksgiving, Christmas, so exciting. Woo, a couple woos there. Yeah, how many of you, just the fact that I said Thanksgiving, you got a little anxious, a little stressed out, so like the stress comes with it, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, there is so much stress that comes with this time of the year. There's so much pressure that comes with this time of year. If we think about all the shopping and uh, all the extra financial pressure and the travel arrangements, the travel expenses that come up, and then uh, we think about getting together with family members that we haven't got together with for a long time. It's like, because we have our differences, right? You're you're already thinking about what your crazy Uncle Tom's antics are going to be like, right, this week. And sorry if your name's Tom and you're an uncle and you're crazy. I'm talking about someone else, right? But like, we've already got our ideas of, of the different stresses that are going to come up during this holiday season. In fact, there's always stresses that come around Thanksgiving. In fact, I had a different message uh, or a different title for this message. I was going to call this message something different, but I realized you're too dignified for a title like this. It was too corny for me to call it what I wanted to call it, which was turkey and stressing. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. My mom likes the joke, so that's good enough for me. Uh, but I'm calling this message today stress-free holidays. And this is really beyond just the holidays. Uh, I want to dig in a little bit about how we can live our lives uh, a little bit more stress-free. Uh, because I think that every one of us this time of year, it gets heightened a little bit, our stress levels, our anxiety levels, the pressure that we're going under. So I want you to uh, kind of dig in with me a little bit as we get into some biblical principles on stress-free holidays. Turn to your neighbor next to you and tell them, it's the holiday season. You work with me, say it's the holiday season. But don't worry, we're gonna make it. And I'm sorry if it just stressed you out to have to talk to your neighbor right now. (laughs) But um, stress is huge. We all deal with stress, and there are so many different causes to stress. In fact, if you get on WebMD, the top 10 causes of stress are listed, and WebMD says this, that this is the top 10 causes of stress. Number one, the death of a loved one. Number two, divorce. Number three, loss of a job. Four, increase in financial obligation. Number five, getting married. (laughs) So you have divorce and marriage, both on the list. Moving into a new home is number six, chronic illness or injury. Number seven, number eight is emotional problems. Number nine, taking care of elderly or sick loved one. And then number 10 is traumatic events. And I think a lot of us, We'd hear this list and go, oh my gosh, it's not that I'm just dealing with one of those, but I might be dealing with five or dealing with eight of them right now. We all have different things that stress us out. And in fact, I think that there's another thing, my wife and I were talking about this, but there's another thing that should be on the list because this is an exhaustive list. I think there should be one more thing on the list on WebMD's list of the things that stresses you out the most. And that's that searching WebMD should be on the list. 
I don't know about you, but if you've ever gone on WebMD with the toothache and you start searching, an hour later you find out that you have some parasite that is only found in the Amazon that gives cats blindness. And you're like, I don't know what happened to me. And we can work ourselves up so much because stress is everywhere. Stress is everywhere. But so many of these things that we deal with, they're just life. It's just life. It's just reality. In fact, reality is one of the leading causes of stress for those who are in touch with it. I don't know if you've ever thought of that before. It's probably not the best outlook on life, but uh, I think... Paul had a different outlook on life that I want to take a look at today. The Apostle Paul, um, he had an outlook where he went through so many difficult things, but we'll see that he didn't really seem stressed about it at all. In fact, he managed his emotions in a completely different way. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4 verse 11, Paul is talking, he says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. I don't know about you, but this doesn't sound like a person who's been through what Paul has been through. This doesn't sound like someone who's been shipwrecked and imprisoned and chained to a guard and and tormented and beaten. I mean, he's gone through so much more than so many of us have gone through. And, And this gives me hope because if Paul could go through what he's gone through and manage his feelings and manage himself in a way where his stress level is at such a low level, I wonder, does that mean you and I can as well? I think it gives me hope that for every one of us, we could have less stress this holiday season and less stress in our life altogether. And I don't know about you, but I want that because I deal with a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry that I know that I shouldn't have to deal with. So uh, I've talked about stress before. I know some of you are like, I think I've heard messages on stress preached here before. And that's true, I have. I've preached on messages on stress before because I believe that it's timely. I believe that it's important. I believe it's something we need to remember over and over again so we don't fall back into a cycle of stress. So uh, before we dive into this, we don't just need my opinions. Uh, I wanna ask right now that the Holy Spirit would come into this room and talk to us. Would you pray with me right now? And let's just ask God to help us. Lord, we pray that as we get into your work, as we focus on some principles about stress, I pray that you would help us right now to understand your will for our life, that we'd see Jesus more and understand your love for us more, and that we'd walk in your peace and not walk in stress. So speak to us now, we ask, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I know there are many different times in my life I've had to take a step back and kind of look at the season of my life and in really evaluating what's going on in my life, ask myself, what is going on? What am I doing that is causing me so much stress? And a lot of times the answer for me is that I am saying yes to way too many things. I, I agree just to try to make other people happy and to try uh, to make sure that no one's upset with me. Like I'll agree to going to this social event and agree to, to this and that. And all of a sudden it's like I realize my schedule is so full. Uh, Omni and I can remember times, like hardly, like they feel like a blur now, but we can remember times when the girls were in dance and, and they had choir concerts and orchestra concerts at school and there's all these different things going on. It's like we would start our day 
early and we would be running the kids around and then go to work and then after work we're, we're running around from one event to another to another to another and there's social events and there's weddings and there's all these things going on and it, just to get us to a point to where at the end of the day we're so stressed out and just wanting to go to bed so we could get up and do the same thing again the very next day and it's like I had to look at my life and go what what kind of decisions am I making? What am I doing right now that is causing me this much stress? Because I had to ask myself, is this something that I can sustain? You know, I, I don't want to be someone who burns out. I don't want to be someone who has a heart attack at 40 years old. I, I, I don't want any I want to be able to continue on the right type of life. And the Bible tells us that we have to look at our lives and evaluate it. Ephesians 5.15 says, look carefully how you walk. I wonder, when was the last time you looked and took a very close look at your life and a close inventory of your life? Ask yourself, like, what, what is it that I'm doing that's stressing me out? What's, what's good for my life, what's not? Because if you're just spectating at church on a Sunday and you're not applying the principles of God's word to your life on a Monday, then you're not changing that you're just using God's word as a show instead of allowing it to change you and transform you and give you the type of peace that he wants to give you. Jesus tells us, I came to give you life and life to the fullness. He wants to give us a life that's full, not a life that's busy. He wants to give us a life that's, that, that's fulfilling, not just a life that is stressing us out. So, I wonder, when was the last time you asked yourself questions like, am I happy with my life? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I living a sustainable life or is this something I know I can't keep up forever? Because uh, we've all said it. I've heard people say, you know, I know that I can't just keep doing this forever. Well, if you know you can't keep it up, then why not today? Why can't it be today is the day that you make the change and you start to, to take some close looks at your life and what you're doing at your, with your life to where you can make the changes so you can live a happy, fulfilled, less stressful life. And he's, the Bible says, look carefully then how you walk. And it goes on, it says, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of the time because the days are evil. So if you take a real look at your life, is the way that you're living it causing you stress? I want to give you five points today, and uh, th this will be hopefully a brief sermon. I try to do that um, sometimes, but uh, five points on how you can have less stress this year, how, this, this holiday season, hopefully in your life altogether. So uh, it, write this down or whisper it to your neighbor, do whatever you got to do, but make sure you get all of this in your head of how you can have less stress in your life. I want to give you five points. The first one, you ready for it? Not ready for it. Are you ready for it? You gotta practice shrug therapy. Practice shrug therapy. Well, what is shrug therapy? Shrug therapy is when you realize like, there's nothing I can do about it, and you just shrug it off. I don't know about you, but this is something I've had to struggle with in my life. And I've, I've taught this point before where it's like, my, my mind it can wrap around the idea of there's certain things I'm not in control of, and then when situations come up in my life, what I try to do is control them. And man, I stress myself out trying to control every different situation. For instance, because I haven't always been good at this, like just recently I'm starting to get better. But for instance, the woodpecker. 
We had a woodpecker at our house where I, I came home one day and I heard this knocking on the side of her house and I went outside and I saw this woodpecker and I looked up and it had pecked a hole into the cedar siding of our house and this just frustrated me like crazy. It's like it flew off when I went out there and I saw it and I started thinking about this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an old house. I can't just replace a little section of the cedar. I'll have to replace all the cedar or I'm gonna have to just patch it and then repaint the house. It's like, that's no good for me. And I start thinking about like, this is a problem that this thing is now destroying my house. And I go in the house and I'm thinking about how I could fix it. And I hear it pecking again. And I go back outside and I look and it's not there. And I go back in and I hear it pecking again. And I go out and look and it's not there anymore. It's like, I'm starting to think, am I going nuts, right? But there's more holes on the side of my house. And I hear it pecking again. And I go outside and I see the bird and I start screaming at the bird because I don't know what does. Go away, bird! Because I'm thinking, it's like, I'm, I'm laying in bed at night going, this is going to bring my house value down. This is going to cost me so much money. It's like, the, and you could just really go down a trail where you're starting to think the, the whole neighborhood is just going to fall apart because it's a stupid bird. It's like all of our homes are going to go down. It's like, I thought we were going to use this as an investment to move forward. And now all of a sudden I'm losing money because of this stupid bird. And I started like Googling, how do you scare away birds? Just talking about ribbons and all these different sorts of things. And I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do to get rid of the stupid bird and I'm losing sleep at night and I'm laying in bed thinking about how I could trap this thing. And it's like, I finally found myself. And I'm going to be honest with you now. I found myself one afternoon laying in the back of my truck with a BB gun. <laughs> yes, I'm your pastor. A little bit redneck. It's okay. But I'm laying in the back of my truck with a BB gun and I'm waiting for this woodpecker to land on my house. And I just get this idea. I'm thinking I should call and see if this is okay. Um, because I did live in the city limits and like, I'm thinking like if a, if a dead bird falls on my neighbor's yard, I don't know like what's going to happen, you know? So I called and maybe you already know this. I didn't know this at the time, but I know it now they're protected. Um, cause I called and I said, Hey, what do you do? Like if there's an animal that's like destroying your house, can you kill it? Like a woodpecker pecking on your house And the, the person at the wildlife department says, uh, sir, you can't mess with a woodpecker. They're protected. What is your name and address? And I'm like, click. Then I started freaking out thinking they're going to trace my call and know where I live and they're going to send people out to my house and I'm going to get arrested for poaching a bird in my front yard and then you're going to read about it in the newspaper, hear about it on the news that the pastor of Fellowship Church is a serial poacher of woodpeckers. I'm going to lose everything because of this stupid bird. I'm not sleeping at night trying to figure out how to kill this stupid bird. What do you do with this stupid bird? You know what ended up happening? The season changed and the bird flew away. <laughs> and I got more gray hair on the side of my head and in my beard over a bird. And it's like, I'd hear people say things all the time, like, you just gotta shrug it off. You just gotta, you, you know, like, what, you, it just is what it is. It's like in the, the words of the great American poet, Jay-Z, you gotta dust your shoulders off, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. I missed the whole crowd there. <laughs> but it's like, like you, there's certain things in your life, I just can't do anything about it. And I remember like, I would have people around me in life that would just shrug things off. Like, ah, what are you gonna do? I'm like, well, that's great in principle, but I think that the idea of it, I, I want to just shrug things off, but I gotta do something to control it. I gotta figure it out. And it comes from an area of control. 
If I can just control this, then I can fix it. I won't have a problem. I can somehow control every little thing in my life. And, and, and it puts us in like a God chair, puts us on the throne where we're thinking, like, if I can just handle everything, then I can make my kingdom great and peaceful and wonderful. Problem is I'm not God. And the problem is I've lost too many nights sleep. And I started just realizing, like, this is driving me nuts because I'm not just talking about birds. There's been so many things that I can't control that I've tried to put my hands on in control. And and finally, I'd have people around me like Pastor Lindsey Jackson, a great friend of mine who used to work with us years ago and has moved away to another state. But he he, he used to just, like, hear some bad news and he'd go, ah, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, well. How do you do that? And he's like, there, you can't control it. You just got to blow it off. So I tried this. And I remember coming home and being successful with this for, for the first time. When I came home one lunch um, and, and I just was going to grab a quick sandwich. And I look out the back window and I saw this giant black lab in our backyard. And I'm like, the problem with this is we don't have a giant black lab. <laughs> so I looked out and the, the wind had blown so hard that day that our old fence had blown over. And, and now... The neighbor's dog is in our yard and our fence is blown down. And what I know I would have stressed about so many times before, it's like I had th- this, this memory of got to practice shrug therapy. There's certain things you just can't handle right now. You got to go back to work. So you know what I did? I grabbed my sandwich and I went back to work. I just bl- shrugged it off because what am I going to do? I-, I had to tell myself, okay, I'm going to either come home and fix the fence or I'm going to be a partial owner of a black lab. I mean, it's just, it's as simple as that. And I've always kind of wanted a dog, so it's going to be great. Like I had to realize I can't do anything about it now anyways. So why am I going to stress about this? Why am I going to freak about, out about this? And, and, and this is what shrug therapy is all about. It's just recognizing I can't control everything. And I went home that night and I fixed the fence. I didn't lose any sleep over it. I didn't lose any years of my life over it. I didn't stress out over it because I practiced shrug therapy. And you go, okay, that's stupid. You're talking about a bird and you're talking about a dog. But I wonder what areas of life we do lose sleep over at night. Because you might be thinking about things that are important to you, not just your house and your walls and a bird, but maybe you're thinking about a loved one who's making bad decisions and you're like, no, they're destroying their life and I'm just trying to help them right now. And you're trying to control someone else and trying to to make someone else make good decisions and you're losing sleep over someone that you can't do anything about. And it's like we, we hear verses like, you gotta cast your cares on Jesus. And you think, well, well, doesn't it mean I don't care if I just don't do anything about it? No, it means that you do care. Do you care enough to bring that person that matters so much to you right to the hands to the only person who can do anything about it? Or do you wanna just stress about, out about it and not help them at all? See, once we cast our cares, we, we, we put them in Jesus' hands, we can recognize, okay, God's in control. He loves them. He knows them. He created them. He can handle them. And now I can go back to just living my life. I don't have to stress out about this anymore. So many of us, our life is so stressful because we are trying to control things we were never meant to control. So number one, if you want to have less stress this holiday season, you got to Maybe there's some fights you don't need to pick and some people you don't need to try to control and some situations you don't need to try to control this holiday season. 
So number one, you gotta practice some shrug therapy. Number two, you gotta stay in your comfort zone. Now, this doesn't mean that we never do anything difficult. But we gotta stay in our comfort zone when it relates to the areas of our life as, as life in general as it applies to our stress. Because if you're gonna grow in life, you're gonna have to get uncomfortable. Growth happens when you're uncomfortable, when you're stretched. But what I'm talking about in general when it comes to your, the stress levels in your life is you have got to stay in the comfort zone of who God created you to be. So many of us spend so much time <clears throat> trying to appease other people and, and we live our lives and act in ways that we weren't created to live. So we all have different giftings and personalities and skill sets and, and, and passions and, and you've gotta be who God created you to be. There's so many times I, I've told you guys before, like I love golf, I hate golf, I love golf, I hate golf, I love it. The truth is I hate it. Well, why? Because... Uh, it's a sport that every time I play it, I get upset. I want to be Tiger Woods and I'm not Tiger Woods. So I get frustrated and it's like, but I, why do I do it? Because people keep inviting me. You got to come with me. It's like, it's what bankers do. If you're going to start business relationships with other people, it's like, it's a good way to like really rub shoulders with people in the community. You got to do this. So I get invited out to go play golf and I go play golf and I get so upset because I'm competitive and I don't like it when I lose and I don't like it when I waste money and I don't like it when I spend the whole entire afternoon just throwing clubs around that I just paid money for. It's like, and I started realizing, why am I doing, this is not my personality. I would much rather be fishing or hunting or hiking. So it's like, it brought so much uh, relief to my life when I finally got to the point where people would invite me to play golf and they'd say, Dan, you want to come play golf with me? I'd be like, no. Oh my gosh. Try that. Everyone repeat it with me. Say no. Doesn't that feel good? It's like we, we say it when we're a toddler, but why can't we say it now? <laughs> right? It's like we learn not to. We learn you got to please people. You got to make sure everyone else is happy with you. You got to make sure. And, and where does this come from? It, it comes from the comparison game. Well, if everyone else is doing it, right? I saw it on Instagram. Everyone else has the perfect family picture on Instagram. So we need the perfect family picture. And the problem is your family doesn't take perfect pictures. So it's like, what do you do is you ruin Thanksgiving because before we can eat, we've all got to get to the front door and we've got to sit perfectly and kids smile and they won't smile and now they're fighting. Now dad is sweaty and now you're angry and there's like, would you kids just give me five minutes so we can get the perfect picture? And now everyone's crying, you're upset, the turkey's cold and Thanksgiving's ruined all because everyone else does it. I wonder, why are we living outside of our comfort zone like that? Maybe you, you go to work every day and you're in sales and you hate sales. <laughs> you, you, you cook every day at your house and you burn the food because you're not the cook in your house. It's like, why is it that we're stressing ourselves and, and stepping into roles that we weren't created to be? We gotta figure out who we are, Right? Because the truth is, everyone else is going to try to put their passions, what they like, what they enjoy on you. Have you ever noticed that? Everyone, when they're into a new hobby, man, I'm mountain biking now. You got to start mountain biking with me. It's great. It's amazing. Well, good. That's good for you, right? It's like we all know that person who's into the new, the new diet all the time. 
back when it was Atkins. Oh, you gotta, you gotta eat Atkins diet. Atkins diet's the only way to go. I can't believe you're eating those carbs right now. So just eat Atkins all the time. Just meat, all meat, all the time. Meat, 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 meat. Next week, they're off that. It's like all sugar all the time, just lemon drops. Lemon drops all the time. That's what I eat now. Lemon drops for breakfast. I drink a little bit of water in the afternoon and then lemon drops at night before I go to bed. And I'm off of that now. It's the caveman diet. It's paleo. It's keto, right? He's like, dude, you're always onto something different and, and you want me to be in there too. It's like, it's too stressful. It's too much. And it's like, people assume because I'm into riding motorcycles, you should be into riding motorcycles. Because I'm into hiking, you should be into hiking. Because I'm into fishing, you should be into fishing. It's like, we stress ourselves out by trying to be someone we're not being. And some of you go, well, I don't do that. But I wonder, are you stepping out of your comfort zone in some area important? Like, like financially, this is important. No, fi- finances are the number four leading cause of stress, co- according to WebMD. That's what we just talked about a minute ago. So financially, I wonder how many of us are dealing with stresses financially that didn't just happen to us because sometimes Certain things just happen and we go through financial troubles. But sometimes the financial stress we deal with is self-inflicted. Oh, but those shoes, they were on sale. (laughs) You don't get it. It's just a Black Friday sale. Well, when's Black Friday? It's the entire month of November, a little bit into December, and sometimes in October too. It's like, it was on sale. You don't get it. And it's like so many of us, we're still... Paying off the credit card bills from last Christmas, stressing about that, and here comes this Christmas right now. Like, are we going to keep living outside of our means, keep living outside of that comfort zone and keep causing ourselves stress? See, if we want to have a less stressful life, we've got to practice drug therapy, we've got to stay in our comfort zone. And then number three, eliminate everything from your schedule that's not bearing fruit. You've got to eliminate everything in your schedule that's not bearing fruit. And the the truth is, this might take a while to sit down and identify, but I wonder, are there things in your life that you're doing that is taking up time from you every week, every day, every month, every year? It's taking up your time and it's not producing anything good. I mean, you can get yourself on a committee where like maybe you're in an HOA or something where all you do is you get together and you argue about things. and, And it's like, you're not getting anywhere. It's just, it's taking your time. Or you, you, can, you can be in a, a Facebook, chat, uh, Facebook group chat or something where it's like everyone's talking about COVID restrictions and this and that and this political view and that political view. And it's like, it's all you're doing is just taking time and wasting your energy and your effort and your emotion and your strength and your joy into a place. And you've got to ask yourself the question, is what I'm doing right now is it making me better and causing me less stress? Or when I'm done with this, it, am I more stressed out? It was like, when I'm done with four hours of watching TV, do I feel more refreshed and like I want to go like attack the world and fulfill my purpose and calling and mission? Or, or do I feel more like I'm carrying the stress of other people's lives to bed with me when I go to bed at night? One man in this room is like, <laughs> is you got, it's like when you're scrolling social media for hours and hours and hours and playing that comparison game, when you get to the end of that, do you feel better about yourself or do you feel more stressed out and like there's more comparison of things that you need to live up to and match up to in the end? 
Because there is so much of our lives that could be effective and could bring us so much more peace and joy if we were just using it the right way. So this actually takes a little homework. Again, this is one of those things, this could be a message you hear on Sunday and you're like, oh, great message on stress. Or it could be a message where you go home and you apply it on Monday and say, what is it that I'm doing that is a waste of my time, that is causing me stress, that isn't doing anything for good fruit in my life and eliminate those things. Take effort and steps to eliminate those things. And that brings us to number four. And go ahead and turn to your neighbor right now and tell them you're not going to like number four. If you want less stress, number four is you need to exercise. Yes! I heard you scream, but I didn't say extra fries. That was extra exercise. <laughs> exercise. See? Exercise is one of the very best things you can do to relieve stress. That's enough of that. Number five. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Exercise, uh, when you exercise, it releases the feel-good hormone, the endorphins in your body. When you exercise and sweat, um, it, it helps you, your body release toxins, which helps you feel better and um, live healthier. There's so many incredible things when it comes to exercise. And so many of you, you've seen me through the different seasons of my life where I've gained weight and I've lost weight and I've lost weight and I've gained weight and I've gained weight and I've lost weight. And you've seen me on the roller coasters of life where, where there's been times I've been really good at this and times I haven't. And the times I've been the best at it have been the times where I've been the least stressed out in my life. Because I'm going home and instead of sitting on the couch and eating cookies to try to feel better, I'm actually taking my body and, and, and doing something that's good for my body. And a lot of those times while I'm out on a run or working out or something like that, I have time to pray about the things that I'm stressed about there. And so I'm talking to God and I'm getting like refreshed in my body. I'm getting refreshed in my mind, refreshed spiritually in these times. So it's like at the end of all of it, I feel better. I, I'm sleeping better. There's so much less stress in my life. Why? Because I'm doing something as simple as taking care of the body that I have. I don't feel like we need to sit on this too much, but it's very important that God tells us our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we need to take care of it. And there's benefits not just for the people around you, but there's benefits for you when you take care of yourself. So if you want to have less stress in your life, again, you got to number one, practice shrug therapy. Number two, stay in your comfort zone. Number three, eliminate everything from your schedule that's not producing good fruit. Number four, exercise. And then to finish up today, number five, take time to relax and do the things that you enjoy. You got to take time to do the things that you enjoy. You might go, I don't have any time. Well, if you go back to number three and eliminate the things from your schedule that aren't producing fruit, you will have plenty of time. And so many of us are not taking the time to take care of ourselves because we feel like I just have too much on me, too much stress. We're, we're not putting in our calendars the things that, that we need to refresh ourselves. Like I told you, I, I do love hunting and fishing and hiking and stuff like that. So I talk to a lot of people that hunt and fish and hike. And what's sad to me is I talk to people so many times where I'm like, hey, when was the last time you went fishing? Or when was the last time you went hunting? And, and, and you know what? Most people my age, most guys my age, they come back, oh man, it's been, gosh, it's probably been a year. It's probably been 18 months. It's the last time I went and did anything like that. I've just been so busy. So much, so much going on. I got this going on, that going on. The, 
everyone else's schedule. It's like, are you taking time for yourself? Are you taking time to take care of you so that you will still be healthy and still be around and live the type of abundant, full life that God wants you to live? Every day, are you taking time for yourself? Just, just a moment sometimes. You need to do something that is good for you and refreshing to you. Every week, the Bible tells us, it talks about the, the principle of the Sabbath, that we should take one entire day where we just rest in the presence of God and recognize that, you know what, he's in control, and it doesn't matter how hard I would try to work, he's the one taking care of me. So I'm just going to rest today. And that doesn't mean you take one day where you rest from one job and go work another job. No, you got to just take time to rest and understand that he takes care of us. And then, are you taking times of vacation? Times to get away. It's like the Bible said you know, it was Jesus' um, normal habit where he would go off for times of prayer and solitude by himself. You go off to lonely places, the Bible says. Are you taking time for yourself? See, these are all principles that would help you with stress. But the truth is, this is just a message until you go home and apply it. And when you go home and apply this, it's going to take a little bit of God's strength in order to be able to help you apply these things because these are things that we don't do naturally. We don't do for ourselves normally, but we're gonna have to lean into God for that. And we see Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus' words. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Church family, my prayer for you is that you apply these points and you start living and enjoying a life that's not so wound up in stress. That this holiday season, this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, instead of getting all wound up about your crazy Uncle Tom, you can find yourself in a place where you just relax, you shrug your shoulders, and recognize God's in control. It's not just, a, not just a happy idea. It's something you're gonna have to actively lean into Jesus for. So let me pray for you before we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person in this room. And I thank you for the fact that, God, you want us to have fullness in our life. You want us to have happiness and enjoyment. And you don't want us to be stressed. Thank you, God, that your burden is light and that we can just take the stresses of our life and put it on you. So God, that's what we do right now. We pray that the things that have been stressing us out, we, we give them to you. And we pray where we've been holding on to it, you would give us the grace and help us to be able to let go. I pray for each and every person in this room that you'd help us to walk the type of life, not like the world does, stress out all the time, but trusting you're in control. So we love you. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray we'd leave here looking more like Jesus, loving more like Jesus, full of your Holy Spirit, and uh, help us through this holiday season. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give our God a shout of praise before we leave today. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining with us online. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. 
I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I'll ask you now to be my savior, to be my guide, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text HEAVEN to 94000 to get in contact with our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting PRAYER SUPPORT to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text FELLOWSHIP to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week in person or online.